Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, Geico has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to Geico. It's obviously a good idea. Okay, hello everybody. Welcome back. Um, we've changed our name. It's now Talk More Podcast. We're up on YouTube, and uh, here we go. We've got Wilbo Watts, the man, the myth, the legend. Um, <laughs> thank you, thank you for having me on as a superstar guest uh, on your podcast. Well, it was it was a couple of weeks ago actually when uh, Jordan and I was in contact with each other, and uh, I heard about the Real Talk podcast. I listened to a few on the way down to uh, Heathrow Airport. I thought, I need to get on this. I need to get on this. And here we are. So thanks a lot, Jordan, for sorting it out. No worries. We've changed the name. We've changed it now. It's Because the reason for that was there's my friend, I've had a few people message me saying they couldn't find it. Because when you type in Real Talk Podcast on Spotify, there's about a million Real Talk Podcasts because it's like the most generic name possible and when you when you google it there's fucking loads there's, there's like real talk with olivia smith real talk with jason <laughs> dickinson and all this so we, we changed it very similar to talk more but uh so we barely had to change anything but now it's the only one with that unless someone makes another one basically but it's just easy to find and it's it like it reminds me of leeds because in leeds that's graffitied everywhere i've got talk more tattooed on my leg actually uh, so, <laughs> runs deep uh, then runs deep through the veins basically is what it's trying to say <laughs> Uh, Wilbo, why don't you introduce how you know us first? Because, like, give people a bit of context if they're just tuning in. But for the viewers, for the many, many viewers that are going to tune in on Spotify, <laughs> Apple Music Podcasts, and YouTube, it's on all, pla- on all platforms. Links will be in the description. <laughs> on YouTube. Uh, I know Jordan and Jack through uh, New College Pontifract and of other various things. <laughs> but that's the main thing. So yeah, I went to college uh, at New College Pontefract and come across these fine chaps. And yeah, we actually didn't study together, did we? We didn't study at all together. It was not mainly just through common room madness. No, because I think I th- oh, we'll save this story for later. I remember, I remember the f- you were kind of a bit of a you had a bit of a reputation, like a good reputation, of course. But oh, I heard yeah. about this. Uh, I heard about this um, this guy who could yeah with the ladies as well. With the ladies as well, but all I was hearing, oh, I've met this guy, Wilbo, you should check out his Scouse accent, he's really good at it. And uh, from there, I was like, intrigued, but we'll save the impression for later on. So that's oh, the yeah. first thing that, the first, did you ever hear that, Jordan? No. I forgot about hear? it now, I remember oh. now, I forgot. <laughs> a, a special treat, at some point, remind me, and I will do the Scouse uh, accent at some stage, but this I'm is dreaming real talk. Of it all week. <laughs> 
This is like warming people up, make it, oh yeah, you keep listening because, you know, that's coming at some <laughs> yeah. point. If you drop it yeah, now, that... everyone's going to leave, they'll, they'll listen to that and then they'll stop listening. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But yeah, um, so now you guys from college. And when leaving, leaving college is when this transition for me from going to the UK to then moving to Europe pretty much happened, if you want me to get into that story. Because I know the with the travel and stuff. So I, I actually left after the first year at New College to then do, let me clear this up, a lot of people on social media uh, co- uh, contact me and say, I think I'm, I'm a professional golfer. I am not a professional, <laughs> I am not, I, I don't work as a golfer. Just because of my golfing background, I used to play a lot of golf and stuff. I actually, my trade is a greenskeeper. So I maintain the golf courses, the, the grass, the sports turf. I specialise in sports turf. And I did an 18-month uh, apprenticeship at Pontefract District Golf Course, which is not far from New College. So after the 18-month apprenticeship, I then go up to my local golf course, Darrington. And I'm in the pro shop before teeing off uh, around the golf on a Saturday. And I'm there with my old man having a cappuccino. Uh, a couple of, I, I was quite chunky as well, but then I had a mild bar and Snickers. <laughs> Both. <laughs> Why not? Eh? Double, 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 and the head uh, greenkeeper at the time there uh, con- uh, said to me, oh, how's it going? How's it going, Wilbo? How's it going, Wilbo? Yeah, yeah, not bad, not bad. Uh, are you still greenkeeping? And I was like, well, I've just finished my apprenticeship. Uh, what about, how does Austria sound? My brother works out there, and he's in charge of a couple of golf courses out there, uh, just outside Vienna. And literally, it just spiralled out of control like that, and two weeks later, I'm, in, I'm getting a plane to Vienna. Four years later, <laughs> I'm on Real Talk podcast as a, as a star guest. It's just, it's, 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 it is, it's, it is. So, but last year was a lot different to uh, the years before, Joe, with the COVID and stuff. And uh, so that's why I applied to go to uh, to Switzerland, which is where it brings me to here now, really. Where are you now? I'm in the UK right now. Oh, waiting to go back to go to Switzerland. No, 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 no. The Switzerland has, has fell through, and that's when I was on the on the train, and I heard about the podcast. Right. But I, I, I don't. Think, I'll, I'll, I'll cut my story there, and we'll just get back to you guys. I don't don't to control the full uh, full. Script no, no. Here. I mean, come on, come on. We, we we've got we're honoured to have you on, Will, though, mate. Like, we, we're, <laughs> like it's not about us. We get to do this every every week or so, mate. We've not had time to. Uh, really catch up with you and I think uh, it'd be a fun conversation mate so yeah I like, don't have to worry about we'll us roll, taking a live right like like Jordan says we'll roll with the punches uh, <laughs> <laughs> I say I'm well known for saying that I say that all the time <laughs> so yeah so, so I thought after after four years of being in Vienna I thought let's make a change last year was a little bit boring with the Covid Joe with staying indoors I don't know what it's like for you guys but it was very strict in uh, Austria with uh, the rules and regulations so I came back home for the festive period and I was just dabbling online what to look at. And uh, I came across a job in Switzerland 
just outside Zurich. And uh, I applied, got the job, and I was I was a bit I was a bit unlucky with uh, with transportation getting to uh, to London Heathrow. So I, I like bit the bullet and took four trains, an Uber and an underground with uh, two suitcases, a gold travel bag and a rucksack to get the, <laughs> <laughs> to, to get what this, bag to get, that? to get this uh, to get this flight to Zurich to start my new chapter. And uh, I thought it'd be all worthwhile. Uh, 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 what I live by is short term discomfort, long term gain. So that's what I thought there. Uh, so I thought, bite the bullet, stop procrastinating, and let's do this. <laughs> or, 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 or Andy would love say, it, let's do this. <laughs> Get to the chopper. Put that cookie down now. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so I get there. I get there miles in advance at the airport. Hours, hours in advance. Because I just wanted to get there with it being such a, a long journey. Got golf bag suitcases and stuff. So got all the trains down to Heathrow and undergrounds. And even, even had to get an Uber. And uh, so I'm there hours before. I thought, oh, I've got business class. I'll early check-in. Check. Go to the check-in desk with my bags. Go to check-in. Uh, how, how are you today? Uh, passport, yes. Passport, fine. Uh, can I have your uh, Swiss residency card? <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't have a Swiss residency card because my work permit was in process. Uh, so it was all up in the air. It was down to the Swiss side. I was going to like confirm that when I got there. And we was all talking about this with my job and stuff, and he said it'd be fine. So anyway, so I got, that's that's why I'm still in the UK. I got turned turned down at the airport and had to travel back uh, to Leeds with all your six, bags. Six a.m. start, eleven thirty p.m. finish. Finished in the same location as I started. Oh, mate. So where are you at now, then, mate? Are you in like limbo? Are you still like waiting for the Swiss to get back to you, or is it just kind of like fully fell through? Weeks went by. Weeks went by, and I. Uh, I then contacted, uh, uh, well, a good a good friend, which is now my boss at my new job uh, in Austria, because I couldn't keep waiting around for this work permit to come through. So I thought, I want to apply for another job. And I got in contact with, my, which is my new boss now, uh, which I'm very, very, really lucky to have the job now. So I'm actually going to go back to Vienna in the next couple of weeks or so uh, with a new job. Same location as well, just outside Vienna, but new course, new challenges. And you know what? Can't wait to get back there. What's it like living in living in Vienna as a foreigner? Awesome, awesome. It is. It, it's. It's so easy. It's so easy. It is. It's everyone's so accommodating. Everyone seems to love the British, and uh, there doesn't seem to be. I mean, I didn't live directly in Vienna. I lived on the outskirts in a small town called Himburg. So the language barrier was a bit of a difficult to start with, but after a couple of years, I know Jordan, your your Deutsch is coming on leaps and bounds. And, I'm busy. Uh, I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, so you, you learn a bit of German after a couple of years, and it's all basic, you know. It's Austrian German though, isn't it? They speak like a weird weird yeah, lingo, don't they? Yeah, especially in Vienna, they call it like the Viennese dialect. Right. But but living living. Hopefully, my plan this year is to go into the centre of Vienna and get an apartment in the centre of Vienna because I love it so much. 
Is it, are there many other foreigners? Um, like, who are you mainly knocking around with? Like, expats or a lot of Vien Viennese? V is that what they're called? <laughs> yeah, Viennese. Uh, no, well, over, over my last three to four years, it's been a lot of British people. Yeah. Because on my golf course, every there are around six or seven, eight British working on the golf courses, which I was working on. So, you know, like Scottish, Irish as well. All seem to. I've been lucky with the set because all been like sub twenty five ish age. So you know you work during the week on the weekends, uh, go out and uh, explore the uh, <laughs> the scenes of Vienna. But what's it like place. compared to it compared to England? Like what's the general? What's your lifestyle like compared to in the England? Or what are some of the things that you love about it that are so different in Vienna specifically? Or Great like in, in Austria. Great question, and that's why you're on that side of the mic, Jordan. <laughs> uh, I'm just curious, man. I'd love to live. No, yeah, that's part of the world the, that really fascinates me. I've never the, been. One massive thing I love, obviously, one big thing people don't think is of Vienna is is the party lifestyle. Is it's it's amazing. I mean, you got you beat you got a lot of beach bars, a lot of beach bars that then like encroach into like natural lakes. So it's like you dip, dip in the lakes, dip out, parties like that. So a lot of outside partying. But on the other hand, it's very, if you leave that side alone, it's so relaxed and so chilled at the same time. If you take a left down there, you could be watching the world go by with an espresso. Do you know what I mean? So quiet with the, with the architecture. Take a right. Get your Hawaiian top on and now a few tequila. You've got you've got both sides on such a dramatic scale. Is that if that makes sense? Yeah. Like you can party, you can chill. Yeah, yeah, but it's so extreme. Like the chill is like chill, chill, and the party is party, party. There's like seems to be no in between. It's great. You cycling? Am I cycling? Well, I don't. I think of Vienna. I think of like I think or oh, maybe Amsterdam esque, like bicycles everywhere, parks. Great story coming up. Um, <laughs> a lot of um, a lot of people around Vienna. I don't know about cities you uh, you've been travelling through. They have like these scooters, and you, you literally just get the app, scan your phone, and it's electric scooters. Have you, have you seen them? Just like pretty much like a normal scooter, but electric. Just pull and go, and you go around the city, and you press it, and you stop where you want to, and you just like charge like four euros. And uh, we was at a we was at a pub crawl, and uh, you're not supposed to. You type terms and conditions. There's no drinking. Must have a driver's license. I had the license at the time, and I was under the influence of alcohol, so I was in the wrong. And me and, me and a few, <laughs> me, me and a few, me and a few buddies, we took a left, took a right, and we ended up on this stretch of like it was like, kind of like a semi-autobahn. It was like 100 kilometers a mile an hour. Uh, actual speed limit, and we're going down on these scooters, intoxicated, going to get trying to get to this beach bar, and I'm like, I'm going the wrong way, I'm going the wrong way, so I try and cut a right, cut up some traffic, and next thing you know, it's eo eo eo, the police, police are <laughs> long, long, long story short is, it was just a forty euro fine, so I got away lightly, like. In England, that would have been the license. They'd have been taken away, wouldn't it? Or you could have just been hit by it by a car, mate. If you're on, a, if you're on a proper road, <laughs> That's what I was thinking about your safety. It sounds quite dangerous, sir. Yeah. Quite so, dangerous, so, so, so don't get scooters. 
if you don't know where you're going. That's what I'm trying to say to the youngsters. <laughs> or that if the you moral, pay. Is that a moral of the story? Yeah. <laughs> don't get tutored unless you've already like GPS a route prior to, prior to the journey. But what? Wait, 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 wait. wait. So you need a driver's license to drive one of these scooters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's just a scooter in it. They don't go that fast, do they? No, no, they don't go that fast. I think it's like 22 kilometers an hour. <laughs> and you need like a car driving license. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to put your numbers and stuff into the uh, to the app. Oh. It's a good idea. It's a good idea. Yeah, like, I think it's very European. I don't, I don't have anything like that where I live, but that'd be... Um, yeah, I can imagine but, you get up to, to some antics in that, Wilbo. Yeah, yeah, but these bikes as well with the same, the same like, um, like the, kind of like a chip and pin with your phone app, and type. there's a lot of accessibility to bikes like that. But yeah. I don't choose the bikes. Anyway, I, I want to go back quite a bit. To be fair, Wilbo, right? So we'll go back to when you found out about this news about um, the greenkeeper at Ponty. Uh, telling you about his brother. Obviously, he jumped at the opportunity. What's your head like? Are you just ego ready to go and you just went with it? Or were you actually a bit nervous at first? Like how did you how did you like initially react to it? I I was I was so happy that it happened at that time because I thought I've got nothing to lose. It was perfect for me. Absolutely perfect. I was so happy that I did that. I had nothing I had nothing but something to gain. And I always said I've always said that from from then and to now, I always kept things month by month. So if I'd have gone there and it'd have been a disaster, it's a flight home and, uh, and I had nothing to do. Anyway, I didn't have a, I didn't have a job. I, I finished my apprenticeship. It was only going to gain from experience. So it only really hit when I was on the plane there, really. I was on the plane there and I was like, it's happening. You don't really do that to that moment, really. And I'm like, Go, go, sorry, go, continue. Sorry, sorry. I had everything but the kitchen sink with me, Joe. My two suitcases, my golf bag. I, had, I was planning for the long term, and I was excited. The, the excitement for like the the journey, and that's what made me want to go to Switzerland. I think the, the trying to rekindle those emotions again after four years, after the fourth journey back to uh, Vienna, those emotions weren't really there. So I wanted a new excitement that anticipation what's on that other side type of thing so um excited was the biggest one obviously you have that little bit of doubt but like i say short-term discomfort long-term gain that's a thing there mate like i'll be honest with you i think the world could do with a lot more uh wilbur watts around <laughs> about, like i just i love the positivity mate you know what i mean like you said uh you're young you got what have you got to lose mate like go for it see the yeah. world and enjoy yourself and to all those people out there that have got a lot to lose, unless unless it's in that top top category, like you, you can you can put stuff in top categories like uh, your family and stuff. But besides that type of stuff, if you've already got it now, if it all goes away from you, you can regain it. Do you know what I mean? If you've got the best car, the best house, and you're putting all that on the line to do something, what's to say you can't rebuild that if it all goes? all those tips up so take take risks to, to and accept, <laughs> and ex, accept change because let's, life's too short life's life is too short <laughs> it's, it's so cliche but so true no it is like me me uh me and john are also live by that sort of philosophy mate uh that's why we, we're excited to have you on mate like i said you came on good positive energy mate you know what i mean people need that people need that mate and uh obviously i can tell you're pretty happy 
Um, and I, I'm sure that you'll find out what this new chapter's like, mate. Uh, you've got yeah, a, yeah. a head on your shoulders, so. Yeah, I mean, it's good to see that a lot of uh, a lot of people our age are jumping on this type of mindset, like like uh, yourself and Jordan. It's great to see. It is great to see people. Are, you guys know firsthand from doing it, it how much does it broaden your mindset and horizon, just going away from a place that you've been for 18 years. Do you know what I mean? Lot for long term. It does leaps and bounds. It has for me as well. I haven't, I didn't really find myself as a person until these last couple of years, I don't think, personally. And it's just, just even like little things, you're living by yourself, being your own person, because you can soon be a creature of habit. You know, wake up, go to work, have a nine to five, weekends, go to the same pubs, clubs. And then you, then we get taken away from that. You're thinking, crikey, I was really in a, people talk about dead end jobs. Dead end mindset <laughs> are the worst ones. There's no such thing as a dead end job. If you're happy, it's a dead end mindset that creates that nine to five in your own head. I agree, mate. I, I don't know about you, Wilbur, but sometimes I think about like, because um, I'm not really like uh, ashamed or whatever. I mean, me and Jordan don't live too far away from Pontefract Castleford, and uh, a lot of people that might listen to this don't have any idea what it's like to live in a place like that. Um, it's not bad, you know what I mean? But like you said, and you don't when you're in the mix of because that's all it really is, there, mate, isn't it? Dead end mindset, dead end jobs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, so you explore the world and you see there's multiple different ways of living life then you're, you're kind of, like, uh, more susceptible to thinking like that, you know what I mean? And yeah. uh, preventing yourself from going anywhere and being happy, basically, mate. Um, so, yeah, it's just quite yeah. crazy. I'm just thinking now, mate, like, obviously, when we were at high school or college, let's say, it's just funny, like, if, if we all said to each other, like, what were we going to be at in the next four yeah. years? We'd all be laughing. I think we'd all be laughing about it, wouldn't we? We'd be like, shut up. You'd, you'd oh, no, no. Shit. Like, he was chatting bollocks, mate. <laughs> yeah, it's just nice to see you, mate. Like I said, nice to see that you're doing well. Yeah, yeah, um, you too. But both of you, I mean, it's crazy to think, like, this could have never really even happened if I wasn't playing golf on that one Saturday. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I could still be, do you know what I mean, just kicking about here, just... Years go by so fast, don't they? It's crazy. It is crazy. What have you found? So, like, obviously, are you back at home in, like, Castleford now? Is that where, where you live at Pontefract? Yeah, yeah. I'm, well, I'm back, obviously. Obviously, I didn't have my own place from, from being away for the last four years. So, I'm just back from mum and dad. Uh, well, I came back for I actually came back on the 17th of December for Christmas. Just for Christmas. Do you know what I mean? I was going to go back onto the ski slopes for a couple of months. And then a flight ban occurred. No, no flights could land back in Austria due to the coronavirus. So that's that's why I've been back quite long term now. It's been it's been the first time I've been back home for Mother's Day in four years. So whilst I'm at this subject, Happy Mother's Day <laughs> out there. It's a thankless job you do, and uh, hope you all have a, a great day. And it's your special day to all the mums out there. Just thought I'd put that in right now. <laughs> Love that. Happy Love Mother's that. Day. Happy Mother's Day to my mum, Jack's mum and Wilbo's mum and everyone else's mum. <laughs> For all those mums out there that listen to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure there's plenty. <laughs> I mean, since we've got you on, mate, probably his ratings are going to go through the roof. You know, all these Austri- Austrian milfs. Milf. <laughs> Austrian milfs. Yeah, I was just thinking the same thing. But yeah, how have you found like being at home then, Wilbo? Like, have you been home much over the years, or is this like the first real time you've been at home for a while? I'm, I've, to that, I've been really, really super consistent of doing March, 
to December, Austria, back home for a few months. I've been really consistent with that. When the, and it's the, the last two months that I've just gone by was the months that I was set out to say, right, let's make the most of these two months off, three months off that I get. Because the way it works with me and my old job in Austria was I work nine months and I don't get paid overtime. I get paid that out in my three months off. So I've always got a constant wage, which it's very, very rare to get like money, time and youth on your side. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Usually it, it takes you to be retired to have that, but then you're too old. So I thought I really wanted to use this three months off to go travel. But coronavirus hit. I feel like, but then again, I always try and get back home because I do like my family time. So it's it's balanced. It is balanced. It is balanced. It's balanced. So I don't know. You seem like a family man, Wilbo, to be fair. You're a big family man. Yeah, so that's a fine balance. But my my goals this year is to go to Austria, uh, start a new chapter, my new job um, in Austria and try and get back this year and get my five-year card with the Brexit because I've, I've got my residency paperwork and stuff, so that should secure me a five-year card. Go get that and uh, have a great year in Austria, learn some new stuff with my work, keep keep uh, broadening my, my mindset with that. And then I've got big plans to go to South America uh, this winter coming, so that's my plans for the, the future. Maybe have a, have, a, have a hot Christmas somewhere and sometimes I'd be... <laughs> Or for backpacking or travelling or for work? No, no, that'd be that'd be pure pure vacation. Yeah. Yeah. So that'd be cool, that sounds up. like a good plan. Yeah. Where you been eyeing up, Wilbo? Like, have you got some sort of idea where you want to go, or is it uh, just kind of general at the minute? It's kind of general at the minute. I mean, I've been lucky to secure this job with now with a friend from Austria last year, so that'll be mega because we're both in the same mindset and he, he actually uh, he actually uh, said the plan type of thing I was like working the same hours got the same time off there's, there's no excuses is there? Not <laughs> but one big thing is uh, is Brazil's in my mindset in my anything else is a bonus type of thing well, I can imagine you're playing volleyball on the beach with some uh, sexy ladies yeah yeah uh, <laughs> well, I'm the Christmas candy's got me good at the moment. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't too long ago since me and uh, me and Jack were doing a bodyweight circuit in the gym near near Fitness uh, Flex. Yeah, near Fitness Flex. Yeah, we were doing a bodyweight circuit. What you and Jack? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've, really? Uh, shout, we shout out Cameron. Cameron Blacker. Cameron Blacker. Cameron Blacker. Yeah, Cameron Blacker. Mate. Shout, yeah, out, shout, out, shout out Cameron B as well. He was there. It might be. It might be listening to this. To be fair, mate, I think you'll actually. I think you'll actually. Uh, you know what I mean, nice little sentiment. Big up can be. Big up can be. Cambly, <laughs> Your attitude, Wilbo, is so so positive and so refreshing. Like it's been a long time since we've spoken and stuff. And obviously, like last time we were spoken, like last time I spoke to you in person, I would have been like seventeen, like a completely different person, or eighteen or something. But now, like, speaking to you, and, like, even when we were messaging before, you've just got such a refreshing, positive attitude and a way of looking at life that, like, a lot of people miss. And even, like, I miss it a lot sometimes as well. But speaking to you reminds me to be more like that myself. Like, it's like, like life gives gives you these opportunities 
all the time, it, you know, you get opportunities and sometimes you get big opportunities that are really going to make a difference. And you're, you seem like someone who just takes opportunities. Like when you had this opportunity in Austria with your, 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 your brother's friend or your friend's, your friend's brother, um, you just thought, fuck it. Why not? Why would I not do that? And when you had this even chance to go to Switzerland, which fell through, you thought, fuck it. Why not? Let's give it a go. It's going to be cool. With this thing with South America, it's something you may just slipped out in passing. Yeah, fuck it. Why not? Why would I not do that? Uh, what a great way to live. What a cool way to keep life exciting. Because if you if you lose that, then eventually things are just going to get boring and things are going to get monotonous and you're going to get in that mindset, like you said before. But it's like it's almost keeping like a childlike curiosity yeah. about life, which oh, which makes life so much more interesting and so much better. I think. I mean. I mean, I, I, I can live with failing. I can totally live with failing if I've tried. I can't live with not taking a challenge. And if, 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 I, if I go somewhere, I could say if I went to Switzerland and it completely failed, I'd have been happy because I did. I took the opportunity and the, like no regret type of thing. And as soon as you have that attitude, I think the world you see the world completely differently. So that's one big thing I live by. Take it like you just reinstate what you just said. Try and take care of the opportunity you can, because there'll always be someone waiting there to to watch, try and watch you fail. But why why sit on the sofa all day and just not try and do anything to fail? Do you know what I mean? You've got to go out there. You've got you've, you've got to fail. You've got, you've to, got fail, to fail. Yeah, yeah. Fail. You learn from fail. I fail all the time, and sometimes it's annoying. But then actually, a few weeks later or a few months later, I'll be like, oh no. I'm glad I failed in that because I learned from it and now I'm better at that thing or now I realize that that wasn't for me or now I'm doing something even better or and I'll fail forever I, but I'd rather fail when I'm young you know what I mean like exactly. when I'm when I'm young now like you said we've got time and, and youth on our sides if you're lucky a bit of money on your side as well like this is the time I want to be failing I want to try as much as possible and I will get most of it wrong but that means that it when I'm 30, when I'm 35, when I'm 40, I'll have made loads of mistakes. And I think that, I think that's what equates to wisdom, failing and learning from it, basically. And wisdom's an important thing. And if you don't do it, if you do fuck all, if you just sit on the sofa, like you said, for your 20s, you're not gonna, you're not gonna have much wisdom when you're in your 30s and 40s. Exactly. When you... exactly. I, I see like this. Do you want to be the guy in the pub when they're 65, telling all the cool stories, how they travelled the world and did all this cool shit, or do you want to be in this guy saying, I've been in this pub for the last 40 years, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I like that, Saying, I should have took this opportunity, but I didn't, do you know what I mean? You want to be that guy, do you know what I mean? That's, oh, I've gone down to the pub because I am 65 now, and I'm, I'm, you, never, you can never do it all, can you, but... I've tried, I've tried, and I put my hands in a lot of baskets and tried a lot of stuff. Yeah, fingers in a lot of pies. A lot of, my, a lot of, my attitude. Exactly. I eat a lot of pies as well, so <laughs> I like that phase. So what about for both of you guys, actually? I have a question. So we're obviously, we're all in a similar mindset here, aren't we? And we've just been discussing about failure. When Do you, do you remember the time in your lives when like you've you actually learned that lesson? Or, do you, or do you, is it a bit blurry? Like, is there a time in your life where you really think, that it resonated with you and you just weren't afraid to fail anymore? That is a good question. It's hard to think. Can, have you got anything, Jordan, at the moment? On um, kind of. Like when I've, so I'm working, I've been working on and off as an English ESL teacher for the past, past year and a half. Um, it's not something I want to do as a long-term career, 
um, like there's other things I want to be doing long term. Like I can't see myself doing it in two years or three years anymore. Um, but you learn a lot from that um, because it's pretty pretty hard. You, some people are very natural at it. I'm I'm not very natural. I'm not a very good natural ESL teacher. I don't think. And I, especially in my first two jobs, I really like struggled and I failed a lot in class. Like I would have classes and I'd come out and I'd be like, fuck that class did not go well it does not go to plan because um, it's you trying to basically control and help 20 30 kids learn but they don't speak your language basically so it's <laughs> quite it's quite difficult uh but i'm getting a lot like i'm just slowly learning things and like at first i was the first that scared me a bit um like i just thought no i can't do it i need to quit and um like really had a hard time i really didn't like work and stuff at first but now it's becoming more natural. I'm getting much more confident with it. Like I'm starting to understand how it works a little bit better. And, and um, I'm not putting too much pressure on the kids because I'm like, well, it's a hard thing to learn. You know, it's all they've also got to take a bit of responsibility for the learning. They're at school all day anyway. I teach them on the we- evenings and weekends, so it's extra school. And I'm not putting as much pressure on myself either. I'm just sort of keeping it as casual as possible whilst maintaining a safe learning environment. And I think through through teaching English and through failing through that, I've learned a lot about failure. Um, and that has also made, and then I put that into perspective for other aspects of my life. I'm like, right, if I can get better at this slowly, I'm not a failure at it. I just, I failed before and now I'm getting better. I can do that in, in, in different aspects of my life as well, whether it be like a, a relationships as well. I've had like failures in relationships that have been completely my fault and it got me down. But then as I've got older, I've been like, oh no, actually, yeah, it, it was. It's probably a good thing that that happened. I made a mistake. Now I'm not going to make that mistake again, like in future relationships, basically. So, relationships and, and working as an ESL teacher have definitely have been big for me. That is. That must be. That must be tough. Like teaching kids that don't are not on the same language barrier. It's hard. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's a fun challenge, though. It's pretty fun. I like it. Um, Long term, like it's not for me. Some people here love it. I've got most expats in in Vietnam in the big cities. Like I'd say, you know, 75% of the Western expats are English teachers, even if they're not not from it. Like European, a lot of Europeans teach. A lot of Eastern Europeans teach English. Um, Yes, it's it's, it's pretty tough, but it's funny. Like like when you get to know the kids and stuff, it's it's a good laugh. I've got a kid called. They've all got English names where I work now. So there's, a, there's a Tony, there's a Ken, there's a Richard. Lisa. There's no Richard. There's no Richard. There's, there's a kid called Ball, which is B-A-L-L. So all these wacky names. Well, how does that work though? Like, sorry, sorry for interrupt. So, like, are they renamed or are they actually just Vietnamese kids with English names? No, no. <laughs> their parents, when when they sign up for the English language centre, their parents like put an like a different name for them to use so okay. it's easier for the teachers to say their name and um it it's like a bit more because they're learning english they want it to be immersive so they try and they're supposed to choose an english name so they learn about english language <laughs> but most of them don't choose it like the sushi that's not an english there's unicorn kid called happy like they're not <laughs> so uh but yeah, and the kids like it like but where i worked before they use their real names but that's really difficult because in vietnam there are only like there aren't that many names like there are like seven names for boys and seven names for girls so there's, there's about four kids with the same name in the class so it gets really really difficult so, <laughs> what about you have you thought of any any um any answer to jack's question uh to that i was just really 
engulfed in what you were saying. To be fair, I, I tra- at the start, at the start, I was trying to buy some time, you know, buy yeah. time. But, but then I was so like into what you were saying. I, I was completely. Um, but um, I've been teaching all day, man. I want to get it. I'm just thinking, like, it's. I don't know. I think I'm gonna. I'm. I'm in contracted for another year, but I might be leaving early. It depends. Like, I'm. At university, I studied physical therapy, and I'm trying to get into a bit of PT work as well. Um, I've met this guy who's who's helping me out, and I'm getting I'm starting to build some clients and stuff. If I can make that my full-time job, and I can make all my money from that, I'll quit teaching and I'll do that because that's that's what I'm more passionate about, like physical therapy and stuff like that. So long, you see yourself long-term uh, staying in Vietnam? Yeah, but setting up my own. PT and I need to train. I don't look the part yet, but I'm gonna I'm, like in six months I'll, I'll look the part. I need to get because <laughs> you, your body's your business card with PT. Um, I'm getting my qualification and um, I'm very passionate. I think I'm, I think I'll be good. Not not training bodybuilders or anything. I don't know anything about that. But training people who are like new to getting fit and healthy, um, or maybe they're a bit older and they've got aches and pains and they they don't know what exercise is right for them, or they're new to a gym environment, or they they, they just want to someone to, to help them like vary their workouts and stuff that's what i want to be doing and physical therapy so like um deep tissue massage and helping people with injuries and stuff like that i find it fascinating that's what i did at uni i fell out of love with it in my last year because for, for lots of reasons and also then i wanted to travel and the easiest way to move to a different country move to vietnam was, was through english teaching so that's why i did that and i thought i'd give it a try i like working with kids i like to be in a camp counselor um but t- teaching in a classroom Teaching ESL in the classroom is very different to being a camp counselor in America, where I was working. Very completely different jobs. Working with kids, but it's completely different. So I don't have the same love for um, teaching as I as I did for working as a camp counselor, which is my dream. My dream would be nine months in Vietnam, uh, and then three months in America. Is that is that twelve months? Yeah, that's twelve months. <laughs> That'd be my dream. <laughs> like maybe Christmas at home. That'd be if I can start doing that from twenty. Depends when when depends when things get normal again, you know, like yeah, camp opens yeah. again. That's my dream. It's three months there, nine months in Vietnam, maybe a, a month traveling or like in England. But if I can do that and make that my life, wow, well, I'll be. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't wish for anything more at the moment. That, that's awesome that you've uh, that you've got. I mean, it, it sounds like you've got goals set and you know what your dream goal is. I, I think that's so important to have. In, if you don't have it, that's fine. But if you can manage to have that dream goal and have something to aim for, you can almost like visualize visualization and do you know what I mean? And you can almost like premeditate your success. Yeah. And then next thing you know, you're there. So that's great to have. And uh, with your mindset, there's no reason it, why you it, can't it get there. It can change as well. Like your goals can change. And I think like constantly. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. But you need something. You can't just be. I've been aimless before, and I don't like being aimless. I feel. I feel useless. I feel like what? What if I've got no long-term ambitions, nothing to reach for? Even if it's just something mid-term, then I just feel at, at ends. I feel like a spare part. Some people aren't like that, but I think certain people. Like I feel like us three, we're very driven, and um, and some people who aren't driven lose their. Some people who are driven lose their drive, and then. The, if they lose their drive and they, they've got nothing to aim for, like it can um, get pretty down. But, uh, but yeah, recently, like I've been so, so, uh, so driven and so, um, so excited for the future, but also just enjoying what's going on now, like enjoying the process a lot 
and it's cool hearing you make I, I had plans to move to germany i thought i was going to move to austria at one point um don't I, that could happen one day i don't know but i was so fascinated to hear what it was like living there because uh it just that looks that seems to me like an idyllic place i've never been but from what i've heard what i've read what i've seen on online and stuff like it just seems so idyllic um if you want to live in like a modern european city that's got history that's interesting where the standard of living seems like it's put together well i'm curious what was it like this past year in in austria um yeah i mean this past year it wasn't it, i felt like i've got it i, I can't complain really with this past year because i feel like i've learned a lot better than a lot of other people especially uk the uk was i was in contact with mum and dad family friends all year um and they it sounded like it was an absolute bombshell back home like it was a car crash well we went when we went through phases i mean i went to a festival midsummer in in austria and i had to do i had some like proper like non-corona time do you know what i mean so on that aspect i feel like i was lucky so there was parts i mean i I managed to travel this year i went to salzburg for like a long weekend and stuff and we've lost we've lost jack we've lost jack his connection's been uh it was pretty bad when we were starting he says there's been some bad weather here he is he's back (laughs) We're back. Oh, your audio's gone now, mate. Can't hear. Oh, it's loading. It's loading. His audio's loading. I just wait for Jack. Yeah, that's good though. Non-corona. I had. Oh, here we go. He's talking, but we can't can't hear him. Do you, that's what I mean. We've got YouTube now, so that we can still see his. Everyone can still see his face. So there you go. <laughs> that's all you need. No. No sound. <laughs> Drop him a message. This is like, have you ever seen, do you ever watch oh, the Joe yeah. Rogan podcast? Oh, here we go, it's on. Yeah, I can hear you now. Is it, one second, is my audio all right? Or is it, um, or is it like uh, coming out my laptop? There was nothing for me. Can you not hear him now? I can hear Jack now, yeah. Yeah, I can hear him now, but now his face has crashed again. <laughs> This is the first time we've had like pretty bad. It's been pretty good, pretty good run. I think this is episode 16, 17, 17. Well, what I'm gonna do, what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna yeah. uh, I'm gonna con- Oh, sloppy, sloppy lag. see what happens but yeah what? a bit like on joe rogan when he uh when people guests go to the toilet and he like talks about the guest i don't know if you've ever seen that that's quite funny <laughs> but um episode, what inspired you to start this podcast um last when was it oh it was like just at the end of 2019 i had a, a video chat with jack and um we were talking about all sorts of different things. We were talking about life and all sorts of stuff. And we were chatting for ages, like an hour, hour and a half, two hours, something like that. And then after, I was just like, Jack, we should uh, we should start a podcast just randomly, just for fun. And he was into it and he was like, yeah, we should do that. And at first, we just did two, just me and him talking. And they weren't very good. The, fir- the first <laughs> one, we got, we got a lot of feedback from, actually. A lot of people liked it and listened to it. It was just 30 minutes talking about our experiences traveling. And then we did another one talking about our experiences at university 
And then we thought, oh, we should start getting people on as guests and stuff. So we know some quite interesting people that have got some cool stories. So we slowly started getting people on and it grew a little bit. And we don't have too many listeners at the moment, but uh, it's just a lot of fun to make. Um, yeah, I really yeah, enjoy yeah. it. It's not, there's no pressure. Like we do it every, whenever we've got time um, or whenever we've got someone who wants to come on or whenever, um, if it's been a while. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And, uh, oh, here we go. We're back. Can you hear me, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all right. One second, one second. All right, we're making moves again. We're making moves. Yeah, we've just been talking yeah. about how we got started doing the doing the podcast and what inspired us. I was talking about our video chat in December 2019, and I was like, oh, we should we should make a podcast. And then we just thought, yeah, fuck it. We started off and still going. Which <laughs> <laughs> will happen, mate. We're just like, yeah, fuck it. We'll just go over there. We just did it. And here we are. Just speaking to Wilbur Watts. That's it. This this just shows you the le- the the levels you're going to now. Oh, uh, world world class now, world class. <laughs> you, you really <laughs> you really take you're taking strides now. And I'm, I'm just happy to be amongst it. I'm happy to be amongst it all. Oh, mate, love it. It's <laughs> what time is it? Wait. Oh no, you're in the. It's what time is it where I am? It's quarter twenty to eleven p.m. We've got different time zones. We once had a chat with our friends in America. Jack in the UK and me in Vietnam, there were like three different time zones. It was brilliant. <laughs> Very difficult to arrange. I did it. I think I called like 3 a.m. my time. So I was knackered. <laughs> I listened to it back. I sounded like a zombie. <laughs> um, it's, this is this is kind of respectable time. It's a bit, little bit late for you. Isn't it? Have you been had a busy day, Jordan? I've, it's not bad for me. I've been at work since. I've had a very busy day. I've been at work this morning then i went home did did a bit of music went back to work went to meet my friend after dinner for for a smoothie and then just uh just came home man just chilling i'm gonna go to bed after this got a vietnamese lesson tomorrow morning oh it's all looking good it's It's all all looking looking good good. mate schedules packed (laughs) i love it jack jack what's your what's your plans um from the future are you going to go as soon as you finish university go straight back out traveling or um, so where am I at the minute, mate? So I'm in the final year of my, well, kind of in the final year of my degree. Um, I've got, I'm studying abroad next year in Stockholm in Sweden. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, cause I'm still kind of a bit, kind of relates to what Jordan said, really. I kind of, over the years, I've kind of fell in and out of love with my course and I'm not really entirely sure what I want to do. Um, I know like the basis of what I want to do and the end goal, I, I want to become an entrepreneur. Um, so me and my friend have kind of been like thinking about business ideas recently, but I'm not thinking about going into business um, straight away after university because um, I don't, so we're, this is where I'm at, right, in terms of the business that I was telling you about. So he's, so me and my friend Doss, he's both, we're both thinkers, we're both creative thinkers and we, we want to basically make our own business and we've kind of picked out the values of what we want to provide. Uh, but we're like yin and yang, like we both offer different things, but when together, we quite we work quite well together. Um, but I don't think I have the skill set that I, I need or I'm happy with before I want to start making something of myself. So I've got a lot of the world left to see. I've got a lot of things that I want to do uh, that I think will um, cultivate a much better character of myself. And then I would ultimately like to do something like that. Um, so after Stockholm, so I'm thinking two years ahead at the minute in my life. Um, I really would like to go to Japan. 
Uh, I've always been enthralled by that culture there. I've never had the opportunity to go, and I just think I could learn a lot from going there and just seeing seeing how seeing how things work there, basically. Uh, and the good thing about there is, I did say so. Will though. Japan definitely. I get that vibe. Like I don't even know anything about Japan, but Japan just enthralls me. Just everything I see about Japan is just like I need to experience. I don't. I think it's one of those places you don't know until you've been. I just kept a finger on it. Do you know what I mean? It's that would be such an eye opener. Sorry, sorry, I interrupted there. That's all right. It's all right. It's, cause I, it's like you guys. I've, I have had the opportunity to travel around during university. Um, but like you said, like you two both had the opportunity of like living on your own and uh, in a different culture. And I think that's really good. Like for whatever reason that might be, you, you'll learn different things from doing so. But I just think that it helps you just grow so much as a person and uh, give you the freedom to. Uh, kind of like just experience what you want to do and uh, find find more about yourself, like you, you're both saying. So I want to go to Japan. I'm, I'm not really too sure what I want to do, but um, some previous guests we had on the show, I think it was Luke and Jenny, who you met at camp, um, uh, Harkin. Ever since they told me about this site, there's a site called Workaway. I don't know if we've talked about it before, but um, I looked at Japan um, because another thing as well with COVID, I wasn't really sure about... Um, what was going to happen with my study abroad and, and luckily Sweden they've handled it so well there's, there's no COVID cases really there and everything's pretty much normal there um, so it's still gone ahead but the backup plan uh, was just to bring the Japan trip a year earlier so I was looking on the on the site and there was just like loads of cool things really like you could go and work on like environmental sustainability projects like in Japan and see like the beautiful nature that like Japan has to offer uh, almost like being a greenkeeper, I guess, with a bit of like, <laughs> <laughs> different kind of greenkeeping. That's something I'd be interested in doing. They also had like a, the Tesla sort of jobs that you were talking about, Jordan. But I don't think I don't think I, I'd like to work with kids. That's just that's just me, basically. I don't think I, I'm interested in that. Um, but there's also other jobs. You know what I mean? You can go and work in hostels, or even you know, what I mean, everyone's got kind of like indep- independent projects and stuff on there. So uh, that's kind of like a second year plan. Um, I'm just kind of taking it how it goes in a minute. I don't know if it's rightly or wrongly in my mindset, but going to, like, talk about these different jobs and stuff, like, it's almost like I would take a lot of job opportunities, and I think this is wrong in my mindset, which is I'm trying to work on myself. I'd take a lot of different jobs abroad just to be in a location and I, I wouldn't take those jobs if I was currently back home. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've thought about this quite a lot, Wilbur. Uh, like, this is what's quite silly, you know? I mean, everyone wants different things out of life, right? And we obviously love a culture. We love, like, the, the different lifestyle you can you can have when you live abroad. And that, that's simply all it is, mate. Like you said, you, I remember what you said earlier on, like, you can literally, in Vienna, just have an espresso and just enjoy the environment that you're in. Like, but if well, you're being at Cass at Junction 32 or something, like, <laughs> I would do espresso. I don't know. It's just, just, it's just the simple things, mate, isn't it? That's all I really want. I mean, I don't want a fancy new car. Like, I would like a nice car and uh, a nice house and stuff. But I'd just rather be happy. And I think that we all, we all, we're all looking for that. And I said, you could be doing the same job. And I've said this to numerous people, really. Um, you could be like a barber, for example, and just move abroad. And you might not really get. So, for example, I knew someone, right, who, uh, who lives in Emsall, like, where and the village next to us, basically, Wilbo, and he was just, he was a barber, he loved, he loved barbering, 
and he, he just moved to Copenhagen. Kind of, it's kind of a bit similar story to you, really, mate. It's just he's gone to do the same job what he was doing here, but a different country. And that the the culture that he lives in and the lifestyle just offers him much better benefits than than it would over here. You know what I mean? Like fair enough, yeah, yeah. we get like free we get free healthcare, uh, free educa- kind of free education, I guess, and all this other stuff that England has to offer. But then there's also other things that we miss out on. And until you go away and escape the bubble that you talked about, you don't know what you're missing out on, mate. And then you go to a place and you're like, oh, I'd love to be able to enjoy that aspect of life like yeah, all the yeah. time. And, uh, yeah, you just kind of get hooked and you want to see more and kind of find out more. Um, exactly. Yeah, kind of, that's kind of, I agree with you. But one thing I would like to say, actually, Wilbo, that you touched on, um, I also think it's important to, to try loads of different jobs. So not even even if you're in England or, or uh, Austria or Vietnam or whatever, I still think it's very useful to try different jobs. Not necessarily to find out if you like it, but I just think you can... As you both know, you, you, we're constantly learning, aren't you? If you, if you have that mindset, you're constantly yeah, yeah, yeah. learning. Um, and I just think it's beneficial if you approach anything with that mindset. You can take a lot away from just working at, I don't know, Clark's, for example, like Jordan. It seems like you learn a lot from working at Clark's. Um, and it kind of made you a person that you are today. And same goes for you, Will, about that, like when you were working at Bonifrat, so that's kind of like laid the foundation of a... Uh, where you want to go and it's like affected you and shaped your personality. Um, 100%, 100%. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, like you said, you take, and that, is that right or is that wrong? Like, why, what, what is, why would I take a job at a low, I, I would, I would be a, a bin man. Nothing wrong with him, mate. I, 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 but I, I, would, I would like jump to the opportunity in a new country. But why would I not experience it in England? Would you be what? a Would you be a male stripper in uh, Kazakhstan? I would t- see that job. I'd take it. <laughs> uh, location, location doesn't matter for that one, Jordan. <laughs> I think. I think going back to your question, though, Will. Though I think it's a matter of, like, for me personally. Um, I've talked about this numerous times on here before, but once I went away, like for me, like a big thing is kind of community, um, and like just being part of a community. I don't think I really have that in England. Maybe in some cities and stuff, you know what I mean? Maybe we do have that, um, but like in terms of just the job, um, it's kind of like I said, it's just like everything that the place has to offer you outside of the job. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's kind of like that's what, that's what I think. Exactly, that job enables you to have that lifestyle. Like sometimes, say if you're stuck in England, that job. Easy lifestyle. Do you know what I mean? You, see, you, have, you seem to have more rewards outside of uh, the working lifestyle, I believe, in Central Europe. And sorry, sorry. No, no, no. no, I was, no go, go for it, Jack. Go for it. I, I was just going to say, mate. I think the trade-off here is is that not trade-off. Well, I think the trade-off that we might get in other countries, and again, I can't even really truly say this because I've not experienced it. But a lot of people move to England because they get higher paid wages and they get access to all this uh, healthcare and stuff and education, which rightly so. Like if it, if someone's moving from a, a country that don't don't have that and they want to make something better than themselves, then fair enough. But I think that benefit has shaped our culture in sort of a way that we miss out on uh, more human aspects of like uh, just living. And it becomes more about what you own and what job you do and how much money you earn than like how happy you are. Um, that is so true. 
that's yeah that's kind of what that's kind of where, where i'm at with like uh why i wouldn't want to work here but who knows i've still got uh we've still got plenty of years ahead of us i guess but well, um it's funny you say that because when i my goals and aspirations was once i got my driver's license to get a nice car and you know i, I thought that was the be all end all and obviously i got my driver's license and i was in austria and i had nothing my I've had, I had a 20-year-old car in my first year and a 32-year-old car after that. Like, that, the aspirations completely went out the window. I, I, I was, the materialistic side of me has, has completely gone just for moving. Dude, but I feel like I wouldn't do that type of lifestyle if I was back home. It's weird. But why not? Why not bring that, why not bring that mindset and back home? You've got to be your own person, aren't you? And that's what it's made me realise. You can become a product of your environment, don't you? I feel like a lot of people, if everyone's got the newest things, everyone's very materialistic, you become a product of your environment. And you think, right, if, if I'm, I'm the black sheep, everyone else is a white sheep, do you know what I mean? I've got to join, the, I've got to follow the crowd, and that's not the case. Go out there and see. Once you get secluded from that and taken away, you find out what you really want, don't you? And I think that's important, and that's what comes with travelling. No, I agree, mate. It's essentially getting out of your comfort zone, isn't it? Uh, like I said, short-term short discomfort. Uh, I can't, that's right. Long-term gain, basically. Great saying that, like yeah. that anyway. <laughs> uh, do, you see, do you see yourself moving back to England ever long-term, Will Board? Do you just not know? Great, great question. No, no, seriously. But it's funny because every time, like, we all have good days, bad days, don't we? No matter where you are. But I felt like, like at the end of like, because it's obviously a long season sometimes, burning the candle at both ends. I've worked very seasonal work, what I do, working on golf courses, long hours, etc. And obviously, because I'm new to the place, I want to do everything as well. So I'm working long hours, I'm, I'm, I'm going out for dinners, I'm meeting new people, doing things, agreeing to everything. So I'm probably burning the candle at both ends. And so when something, do, when eventually something bad does happen in Austria, I can be soon quick to blame Austria and think England's the answer when it's not the answer at all. So over the over the four years, there's been loads of times, loads of times where I think, what am I doing this for? Questioning myself. I, I could go back to England. I've got all my family, friends there. and But every time I come back home, I come back home, see family, see friends, and I'm like, that was good. Go to the pub a few times. That was great. I'm, I'm ready to go again. I'm I'm itching to get back out there and do it all again. So there's been loads of times where I thought I want to go back, but the long, the more times I go back, the more times I, uh, I want to challenge myself more. Do you know what I mean? I feel yeah. like I, I feel like it's, I leveled up quite big from going from England to Austria, and then I've just like hit a plateau now. Like I've been, oh, and that's why I, I wanted to change. So I've got, I'm trying to level up again. How can I do that? I think South America this winter is going to be a, the answer. Yeah, you'll get, you'll, you'll get those emotions that you were looking for, like you were talking about before, I think. You'll revitalise yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's completely <laughs> different. South America compared to Central Europe is going to be like, it's going to be wild. It's going to be a culture shock. And that's what yeah. I love. Yeah, that's sick. Do you mind, <laughs> do you mind sharing um, what you were talking then about, obviously, you're burning candles at both ends of the world, though. Uh, would you mind sharing some some stories about when you had to be, be a bit resilient and overcome some some difficult problem basically in a, in Austria? Like what were you faced with that 
you have to overcome. Great question. Great, great question. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean we, we, I've, I've done some... I mean, I love Austria. absolutely love it to pieces. And great times. I won't change for the world. But I've done some pretty mad stints on the, the golf courses. Like some... I think I did like a 27-day stretch of working, like not, not a day off, including weekends, including like 14-hour days. So trying to, trying to maintain that lifestyle of work as well as trying to socialise and trying to look after yourself. And, you know, it, it can if something goes wrong, do you know what I mean? Not not being able to have them, them days off to go go and do what you want to do and and then missing birthdays, family events... You can soon get yourself into a rut and think, I'm on day 24 of working and I've just missed my best friend's birthday, my, my someone's stag do or this, and you think, why am I doing it for? But these are only two days out of the full year. You've, actually got, to think, you've got to think long-term, aren't you? You can't get yourself down, but you've got to think, why am I here? And if, if, if the answer is, I'm here because I'm happier, my lifestyle's better, stay. It's not for everybody. A lot of people might say, I'm here and it's it's not for me, then it's not for you. Because, Jordan, I bet you experience the same thing, don't you? With you, I mean, you, you jump straight on a podcast now after a long day. You have a lot of long days, but you have a lot of higher... The highs are higher than the highs in England for me, personally. I've explained that really bad, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, the highs are definitely high. I know what you mean, yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's definitely some days when it's difficult. Um, less so now, more so when I first moved abroad. And exactly, especially, yeah. more, especially more so at the beginning of, like, the whole COVID pandemic and stuff. That made me quite anxious because I was obviously living abroad in a country with a low GDP, especially compared to the UK, um, with more people living very densely. I thought it was all a load of bollocks at first. Still in, <laughs> still in many ways might think that to some extent, but the, the fir- at first I was still pretty anxious about um, like things really kicking off, and I was like, oh, shit, like, I don't want to get stuck here. I, all my friends that I'd made, because um, I didn't really have any Vietnamese friends at the time. Most of my friends were foreigners. Most of them went home. Um, like My roommate went home. My friends from work all went home. So I was a bit like, and I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not going home. I'm going to stay, see what happens. And I made the right decision because in Vietnam, I, I was very lucky. I basically haven't, I've, I've escaped COVID basically. I've been living a pretty normal life for the past year, um, oh, just except I haven't, I haven't been able to travel. And then when I went back to the UK in November, December, like I was, I was living in the UK then, but that's two months. That's, that's nothing. And I was just, yeah, I was, yeah. I was working anyway, so I was busy. Um, but at the beginning, yeah, it was difficult. Like, just homesickness and would would hit me every now and again. But homesickness is temporary. Like, it, it, it hits you pretty hard. And then and then it goes. And then you're loving life. And then it hits you again randomly. And then it goes. Even now, I get, like, mild homesickness sometimes. But not really to the same extent. I think because I went home in November and December, that really made me realize, no, I don't want to be living here. Because when I went the whole year... I, my intention was only to come to Vietnam for six months and then go somewhere, go back to America um, and go back home in between. That was always my intention. So I never prepared myself mentally for being away for a long time. Going back home in November, December allowed me to really prepare myself mentally to be away for a long time. And I don't think I'll be back for a while unless uh, flights resumed as freely as they were before. If that was if that was the case, then I'd go home every year for Christmas or something or for two weeks. Um, but long term, like I can't see myself going back for more than two weeks 
for a long time. Whether I st- yeah. probably stay in Vietnam, might go somewhere else, don't know. But what we're talking about before about community, I think community is really important um, for me as a person. Like I need it. Um, I love like knowing, having friends close by and knowing people around me. I like the thrill, like you, Wilbo, of going to a new place and having that culture shock and having those emotions. But I don't think I could be one of these people that is just traveling backpacking no, for no. years and years i met a guy who was traveling for three years and stuff and like staying in hostels and that's not for me because you're just moving on constantly constantly like moving on is pretty hard i find it difficult when i moved back to the uk from from hanoi that was difficult even now i'm living in a new city so i'm still sort of rebuilding but it's cool because now i've got i really know hanoi very well i've got friends there i've got friends in danang i've got friends in some small cities I know some of the small cities quite well. Saigon, I'm starting to really get to know, and I've got friends here. Like I'm knowing some of the shop owners, and some I've got my favourite coffee spots and my, my places that I like to go to. And I love that I'm getting to know the language better than ever. Um, and like to just uproot and leave now and go travelling for two years, I'll just fucking move to another country. Like I was planning to move to Germany. Actually, that would be probably not the best thing for me. Like where I want to be now, I want to be progressing in life. That was and, my exact thoughts when I was yeah. moving to Switzerland. Four years, I know the system. I can, I know just little things like getting a car. You know, you know how to get a car, you know how to do the insurance. Like I said, I know my barber, and I've got friends, and I was like, why am I doing it? So I'm actually, that's one thing I am glad I'm going back to the same spot. So I'm like going back into the bubble, which is great. But like you said, to keep moving and moving and moving. Every time I move somewhere, I always think long term as well, which is interesting you say that, Jordan. Yeah, you meet a lot of people who just backpack for ages, and and that's cool. And I find it really interesting. I like talking to people like that. But I used to think that was for me. I used to think, yeah, I could just be a lone wolf, just backpacking for a year or two. I don't think I could do that. I think I could do like a month or two, and then I'd like to come back to some familiarity. Um, I like having different homes. I feel like I've got my three homes now in the world. I feel like I've got home, and then I've got here, and then I feel like uh, hopefully if, if uh, summer camp resumes in the US, I've I've got a home there. That's like a, a home to me as well. And like, I don't, I don't think I need another home. <laughs> Maybe I'll find one. Things might change. <laughs> it's 23, but I'm happy. Like, I really, really, I feel like, I could, I could be wrong, but I, I might be here for the next 10 years, you know? Um, it, sounds, it sounds like you you, you like you like the life where you're living at the moment. So why not roll with the punches, man, and just keep, keep on this ride? But it's so weird, isn't it? Like, we spoke before. Like like when we were when we last spoke at college, if we'd have said what we're doing now, like Jack's going to be in Stockholm next year, and then you'll be living in Austria, and I'll be living in Vietnam and stuff. What the fuck? It's like I never would have expected that. That was not on my rate. And I got into the same this position, same in similarly to you, Wilbo. Just random little opportunities. The reason I came to Vietnam was I got a sponsored ad on my Instagram. Like, oh, teach English in Vietnam. Oh, that looks cool. Okay, yeah, I got a call. <laughs> uh, yeah, fuck it. And then I called my mum. I was like, oh, I'm moving to Vietnam next year. She's like, what do you Because I'm the oldest child. My parents are pretty chill. I can basically, do, you know, they, they trust me. I'm pretty independent. So it was never really a big deal um, in terms of me asking. I'd never had to ask permission. I, I'm, I'm, I could just do it. And that's what I'd like to be like if I had kids, like give them some trust, support them, but let them do, do whatever they want re- within reason. You know, well, if they're an adult and, and I trust yeah, just, just fucking go off, see the world, make mistakes, basically. Um, it's, it's funny you saying that because uh, it was completely opposite for me because I had come back from the golf course that day and I'm having dinner at the table just discussing, like, what's been said in the pro shop, obviously, my game of golf. And I was like, oh, mum sat opposite me with the... Because we always eat 
dinner at the table and stuff. So we was there and just discussing things. So oh yeah, but really interesting about Austria X Y Z. He's going to send me over a package. What it all entails. And mum was like, you are not going there. Because obviously, I'm a bit of a loose cannon, aren't I? So, <laughs> but, but, so, but that's, and then I, I was like, question, I was like, doubt myself. I was like, yeah, do I really want to go there? It, but it's, an, it, like Jordan, how how fast can, I mean, as well, Jack, how fast can it happen? One minute you're there, next minute you're there. You think, I always thought it was so difficult to do stuff like this when I was younger. But it's not in the grand scheme of things. With the job offers and there's ways around all the visas and, I think we're lucky if your parents are like a lot of people's parents would be very anxious for them to do something like that, especially if they're younger, like if you're like 20 or something, even 20, 21, 22. Some people's parents would not be as easy about that because they've not, they don't understand, um, or there's not as much trust. Um, so it, I, I appreciate it's difficult, especially now, like this year would have been incredibly difficult. What, what, how did your family react? Jack, when you told him you're going to Stockholm, did you just tell him or did you say, "Oh, I'm thinking about it"? Can I have some advice? Well, you know, well, you know what? I'll go further back to be fair, because over the years, my family, I've been, I've been going away every now and then, having I? So my, my mum, my mum, and my mum, whatnot, have, uh, I've already kind of overcame the first uh, barrier, let's say. So I'll go back to the first time I ever went, like traveling, basically. So. Um, through my ex-girlfriend, I, met, I made some friends uh, at university. I wasn't actually at university yet, but I was doing my own thing after college. Um, yeah, and I made some good friends there, and they just said to me, like, do you want to come into railing with us? And at first, I was a bit, I was in the, the cast, South Kirby mindset. I was like, why would I want to do that? I don't know why. I don't know why. Maybe, I mean, probably for the environment, as Wilbur was saying. So like, no, I'm not really interested in doing something like that. And then I just went to a fe- music festival with them. Literally, uh <laughs> I've got a bad habit. In fact, actually, I'll go back further. This happened before. The same thing happened twice. I love really. it. I love it, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go back further. So, like, it was just after I finished college. Get rewind. Stay out of the room, mate. Stay out. Yeah, I can't, I can't exactly remember when it, what year this actually was, you know. I must have actually really thought about it. But uh, one of my friends uh, spontaneously decided to go to um, work in Ayanapa, basically. And I was like, oh, cool, like, I, I don't really have much going on, I, I'm going to do the same thing. And the same sort of thing happened in the second part of the story, which, I said, which I'll, I'll tell in a minute. Um, so I went home, and I didn't really ask, I didn't ask my mum. I, I never asked, uh, I'm not, I was quite bad for that, really. I never really asked for the permission, because I just thought, well, it's not really her decision to make, you know what I mean? Like, uh, even though I was still 16 or 17, and I still had a lot to learn, I, I still felt as though uh, I could take care of myself, and... Um, I'm old enough to make a decision such such as that. So I went home and I was like, "Yes, mum, I'm gonna, I'm flying to Cyprus." <laughs> <laughs> I, was, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was like, "Yes, mum, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm flying to Cyprus in two days. I'm gonna be gone for however long, and I'll see you whenever I come back." That's kind of like all I really said to her, and uh, my family just didn't take it very well um, for numerous reasons. Like, uh, they, I understand why they're like this now. Uh, my family have never had the opportunity really to, to travel or do anything adventurous for for their own reasons. So they don't really understand it or why they never understood why I'd want to do it basically because they wouldn't want to do it. Um, so obviously when I went away, they didn't take it very well to be honest. It, it caused a bit of tension between me and my uh, my family, but we overcame it. Um, and obviously the relationship got better between me and my parents because they were able to trust me. 
uh, I was able to obviously, um, we wouldn't have any problems with them. I was had my freedom. It wasn't being sheltered as such. Um, and like I said, the same thing happened. So I went to a music festival. Uh, she didn't really take it. She took it worse this time, even though she ended up uh, coming to terms with the last trip. Um, so I went home. I was like, yes, mama. <laughs> I'm packing. She was like, why are you packing your bags? So I was like, I'm going to travel around Europe. Europe for a month. And she was like, Honestly, there were no other like guys. She said to me, "Well, if you if you go and if you go on this trip, you've not got a place to stay." And I just said, "Like when you come back, you're not with others." That's that's what she said to me, really, honestly. And I was just like, "You know what? Fuck it! Like, what have I got to lose? You know what I mean? Like, it's same as well." But I was like, "Fair enough. I I can't live at home. My grandma loves me. Do you know what I mean? I can live with my grandma. I'll be happy to live with my grandma. My grandma's gonna take me in. But I'm not gonna miss this trip of a lifetime. You know what I mean?" I, this was the start. This this was the start of the journey to who I am now. Really, like going away and seeing things, and it's really um, influenced my perspective on the world. I didn't know that at the time, but obviously I don't regret going now because of that. Even if I had no place to stay, you know what I mean, it was a one not a once in a lifetime opportunity. But at the time, it felt like it. Um, and yeah, my mum just kind of gave me the silent treatment. Really, uh, it didn't really like <laughs> take it very well. But like I said, it, it wasn't her decision to make. Uh, I thought I was old enough or wise enough to go away. And I've not looked back since, guys. Um, and now, sorry, to where, to where we're at now in the relationship with my parents, uh, considering Stockholm, my mum's more um, supportive um, of of like my trips. Even with Vietnam, she, she wasn't really like supportive of me going to Vietnam. Um, probably because she was worried. But my mum, just to give a bit of a backstory to anyone out there, like my mum is kind of like a, I'm not say stereotype, but she's she's not she's not had the opportunity to go away. So she watches the news and she was like, whenever I went to to Vietnam or whatever, she'd be like, don't trust train, don't trust strangers. Like you're gonna get kidnapped, mugged, all this horrible. Like she just had a negative perception of like going away. So she just kind of like associated that with uh with me going away, me being a bit of a loose cannon in some ways, <laughs> like Wilbo. Like, I've came back in one piece every time. You know, what I mean, I've got a good record, three and zero. So uh, <laughs> with Stockholm, she was very, she was, yeah, she was very supportive, and yeah, she's she's excited for me to go and enjoy myself. Yeah. So, yeah Happy yeah. Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Yeah. We brought it around. We brought it. We brought it back to the mums. Like my my mum. Yeah, my mum was just. I'm just lucky. My mum's just really chilled. She's again similar. Like she doesn't really understand. I think when I told her she was moving, I was moving to Vietnam. She's really confused. I'd been on a few trips before, like I'd worked in America a bit and I'd, I'd been to the Philippines, but and like both times I kind of just told her I was going. I thought I was old enough, and luckily we've got a good relationship. She trusts me. Um, she kind of knew that I'd be all right. But when I was in the Philippines the first time, I crashed my motorbike and um, <laughs> fucked up my arm and my leg, and I just sent, I sent a text to my sister i was like oh just crashed my bike today nearly died lol and then like <laughs> they, were, they were a bit worried so when i came back home like my family were a bit worried it was fine like I, you know just some scratches and some cuts and stuff but then when i like moved away again they were like look you need to like you need to be careful gave me a bit of a pep talk but um but generally she's been supportive pretty chill they know what i'm like i kind of like to just do my own thing i don't like like you know if they ever tried to uh not that they ever would, but if they ever like told me not to do something like that, it'd make me want to do it more. Like when I first moved to Vietnam, my stepdad said he was like, "Nah, you're gonna, you're gonna be there three months and then you're gonna be back. Like, there's no way you're gonna be there long." And that that instantly in my head, I was like, "Right, I'm gonna be fucking there a long time then." Just because yeah. you said that, 
if he didn't say yeah. that, I could have been back home. But that challenged me. I was like, right, all right, you want to see if I can stay? I'll stay there a long time. That, you know? that, 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 that is so interesting because that was my mindset in my first year. Because I thought a lot of people would think, oh, it's going to be back around Ponty next week. Do you know what I mean? It's going to be... But I thought if I do one season, one season... I've done something. Do you know what I mean? I've accomplished that. That's on my CV one season of like abroad away, my own two feet, look after myself. And that goal kept me through the 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 first years are hardest, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Because you're not mm. quite knowing the place. After that, it's gravy. So that that mm. mindset was the same for me, hundred percent. I've been keeping track. Of you. I like I keep seeing your stuff pop up on the internet and stuff. And like I was trying, I was like, fucking hell, it's been there a while now. Because I remember when you first moved. And I was like, "What? Wilbo's in in Austria? That's I was so random. Like I didn't have a clue why you were there. I thought you were professional golfing for a little bit as well." Yeah, a lot of people think that because I was a, I was a keen avid golfer for about seven eight years. And uh, I'm, do you know what? With this, I'm actually trying to get back into my golf a lot now. Trying to get back into my golf a lot, and I've actually because I'm trying to obviously you have these stages like from 18, 19, 20. You take your weekends as like go out and party I want to now try and get away from that now now I'm 23 now and I feel like it's good to escape now and again with a few beverages but I feel like now it's time to really really push on and put all my eggs in productive baskets so I've reached, so I've reached out to a couple of uh, swing coaches I'll, I'll uh, one's, one's Chris Guy Chris Guy uh, South African pro uh, at creative golfer on Instagram so thanks a lot for the online uh, uh, Swing, swing drills, swing lessons. We had a couple of lessons last year, getting my swing back in, into playing. And shout out uh, Gareth Murray for my, uh, my mental golf mindset. Just I'll plug them in now whilst we're there. Really, <laughs> really trying to get back into my golf, back into my golf, and uh, see where that takes me as well this year. Do you know what I mean? Rekindle some love for the sport I uh, originally got into green. Because I got into greenkeeping because it was like the second best thing that I could realistically do, do you know what I mean? If I'm not going to play golf, work on a golf course, so that's why uh, this all came about, really. If I wouldn't have played golf, I probably wouldn't have been travelling abroad. Do you like greenkeeping? It sounds like, to, in my head, it's like you're on a nice golf course every day, you're in the sun, you're out walking, you get some exercise. It doesn't sound like a bad job. It's... It's... It's funny, because... If someone, <laughs> if, it's hard to explain because if, if I wasn't a greenkeeper, I would just think those those guys are just going to be sat on the mow and cutting grass like saying sun all day. But the science behind it is crazy, because obviously you're playing on free grass on the grass in the greens on average is between three to four millimeters on the on the on the greens. That doesn't if you walk on that, that's going to just te- you've got your, your aeration, you've got your the the soil the constant soil samples the analysis you've got the chemicals the 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 right chemicals you've got to spray on the greens the right levels of chemicals the pH levels have got to be perfect the water levels have got to be perfect the science behind it is phenomenal then obviously you've got your general uh, just mani- manicure in the golf course you you know in your fairways tees bunkers and just there's so much to be done I mean we had fourteen fifteen staff in Austria. And we could have had 30, 40 staff. It's so crazy. But it's hard to explain like what we do. Because we do everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? From tree work to... So it's such an interesting job. 
But I like I like it in job. It's a love hate. Sometimes I sometimes I have to pinch myself when I'm getting paid to to sit out in the sun and do you know, cut the fairways, and then obviously you get your your bad day. But all in all, yeah, I love it. I love it. And I think that's important. You got like, to find out what you do love. I was going to say to be fair, Will, but um, it seems like, well, I just think the key thing anyway, obviously, uh, sometimes it's a bit um, slowed down by life, but I just think the key thing is just to find what you're passionate about, whatever that might be, and just follow it, and you'll just be happy, basically. <laughs> uh, there's a good chance, anyway, if you make the make the smart decisions, but um, it's pretty obvious, isn't it? Like, why would you want to do something that you don't like? Yeah. Well, unless, <laughs> unless, unless it's short, like, for people that say, oh, I don't, I don't want to do this, I want to do this, well, use that as an advantage. So, say someone say, oh, I don't, I don't want to work there, I want to go travel, but I've not got the money. Well, work there for a year, save some money and go travel. Use that negative as a positive. And it's only, when I talk about short-term discomfort, that doesn't mean five minutes. It could mean five years or 20 years of, of happiness or 20 years of like up like with you with studying it's not a short process is it going to university it's over years things don't happen overnight sometimes so keep chipping away at your process i've got a, a will though saying to be fair it's pretty similar to what you were saying earlier on right i always i always think sometimes uh short-term thinking causes long-term problems but long-term thinking will cause short-term problems but the short-term problems are much better to overcome like and uh, a temporary, you know what I mean, shorter, so there's not, well, there might be a difficult, you know what I mean, but you get a gist of the same, mate, really. It's just that yeah. I just think thinking long term, when necessary, um, is very fundamental to just being successful in whatever that may mean, may mean to you. Uh, you know what I mean? Feel thinking, well, I know it's a weird, I live in a bit of a combination. What about you guys? I think it's important to live in the present moment as much as possible. But don't think in the present moment. Think a bit further ahead, basically. Like enjoy life as it's going by, but like think about where you want to go um, in order to be happy, basically. That's that's what works for me anyway. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I mentioned it a few times on this part. I'll send it to you, Wilbur, if you haven't seen it. I think I sent it to Jack before. But there's a really good uh, um, speech by Matthew McConaughey at a um, graduation ceremony in Austin, Texas that's amazing it, I, I watch it a few times every year and it's I can't remember how many I think it's 12 or 15 um, little bullet points just on rules for success in life that he's found and, and, and all that he's been taught and one of them set yourself up tee yourself up put yourself in the debit section not the credit section in life and do things that are going to benefit you in the future basically exactly what we're saying it sounds obvious but a lot of the times I find myself not doing that and then I have to give myself a kick up the ass. But recently I've been really, really, I've been putting my eggs in productive baskets, like you say, Wilbo. Really, <laughs> really get, getting my ass into gear and it feels so good knowing that I'm doing stuff. And I'm like, now I'm, I'm busy. I'm, I'm spending a lot of time doing stuff. I'm, I'm sometimes pretty tired, but it's doing stuff that I want to be doing that's setting myself up that I know is going to be coming back to um, benefit me in the future. And not just me, but ben- benefit um, other people as well. And um, yeah, I'll send it to you. It's a great thing to watch. He says, "Don't drink, don't drink the Kool Aid. You know, it tastes good going down. It tastes sweet, but it's going to give you cavities. Eat the eat the healthy food. It's you know, even if you want to have something else, eat the healthy food because it's going to do your body good. If you eat healthy, 
when you get older, you're going to be healthier. You're not going to have to be in the hospital. You're not going to get, you're going to have less chance of getting these diseases. Just obvious things like that. Um, and that, and you can like then extend that to, to anything really. Um, so that's, that's, I feel like that's been a big topic on this podcast, like setting yourself up for success and how to prepare for the future uh, while still enjoying the present. Please, please do send me that, Jordan. I love stuff like this just to, just to keep things like that, just to look back on it, even like once a month, twice a month, really installs them images into your mind. I think, you know what? Yeah, let's do it. Do you know what I mean? Because you can get into a rut, can't you? And like, Stress is good for the brain, I believe. Anyway, a little like I didn't like if you, if you, if you. It's almost like a lot of people when they reach the goal, they give in, and there's no there's no stressing on the brain. There's no like crying. You constantly like, working for goals, working for goals. It's great. Going back to your original, well, it's not even an original question. A question ages ago. I really hit like a mindset wave after my first year in Austria. So I did nine months in Austria and I had three months off. So I had three months off, getting paid every month, time off, 19. You'd think you'd think it was everything you'd want. But after a few months, I found myself, I was going out all the time. I found myself too much like, what am I doing? Like, what? I'm like, why am I do, Like, I just, I was just so confused. Like, because I had no stress, I had no, no goals. It was it was too easy. It was too easy. And my mind, I lost my mindset. I lost that drive, that passion, that wanting to be better. Over those two to three months, I had no like get up and go. No like let's improve on this aspect. I felt like I made it when it was far from that. And that's what I, I know now. I'm, I like to expose my weaknesses because we can all sit here and say how good we are at this, this, this. But when you all sit down on a table and say I'm not good at this. I want to work on this. This is my weak points. That's when you grow as a person, I believe. And that's what I've become really good at recently is knowing how my weaknesses. And don't be don't be scared to project them. Do you know what I mean? Once once you get them out and you know you, you're gonna say right, people might say, oh, he's he's got that weakness, but then you're like, right, I want to overcome that and become better. So I think exposing weaknesses is mega for self growth and uh, being better as a person. No, I agree, I agree with though. Um, like, like I said earlier on about turning negatives into positives. But I almost feel like negatives are only negatives to some extent. If you decide the negative, like you can actually turn them into positives and actually like it's not a bad thing to know that you're bad at something uh, because it makes you more aware and then you can start making baby steps or running towards achieving that goal. But that's the first step in just accepting it. Some people just don't want to be like, oh, I'm bad at this. Uh, I'm scared of it. But nothing of life's easy, mate. Not 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 unless you want to, not necessarily make something of yourself. But all the best things in life you got to work for. You know what I mean? Uh, if it's too easy, you don't feel fulfilled. Uh, I mean, it's, but, it's boring. You know what I mean? You want a bit yeah. of a challenge. But but say going going to that like when people like you people say like oh they might say something and everyone's in that mindset like oh it's oh he's talking rubbish and ninety five percent of the time there could be. But sometimes, if you really think what they're saying is, you know what, I could take 1% of what they're saying, and that could be true, and I could work with that, do you know what I mean? Especially in work environment. I mean, everyone's getting, now, this day and age, where no one can say anything without them, like, 
pad off to one side, like, this is not good enough or this is not acceptable. And I was like, oh, no, you can't say that when standards just dropped over. I mean, I heard, I watched a, an interview for Ant Middleton and he was saying this, like how standards keep dropping and dropping because people aren't accepting criticism. And it's so true. If you could accept it and sift through what's rubbish and actually what's true and work with that, people out there are actually telling you good information. Right. But I also think it ties back into what you were saying earlier on there, Wilbo, about like sort of um, herd mentality. Like, I think another key thing just to being happy is just to be yourself and just realise that people might not accept you for who you are sometimes. But think about it like it'd be a bit naive, wouldn't it, to, to think that everyone's going to like you or whatever. But my main point is, anyway, with that is, um, I was going to go with it. about the standards, yeah, sorry, like, uh, I'm going to a bit of a brain fart, mate. I'll go with the flow then. <laughs> I'll go with the flow and it'll come back to me. It'll come back to me. Um, oh, yeah, self-awareness is massive. Like, um, and it's no good. Yeah, if I was, like, living my life and everyone agreed with me all the time and everyone everyone was like, yeah, yeah, that's great, this is great, this is good, this is good, all the time, that would be weird. I don't think I'd like that. I like getting a bit of a challenge from someone as well. <laughs> I meet a lot of people that, that disagree with me or that I disagree with them. Or we might clash a little bit and not, but that's normal. That's good. That's like how yeah, the world yeah. should work. It'd be fucking weird if everyone just agreed with everything that I said all the time, and I agreed with everything everyone else said all the time. That'd be so strange. That's not how it's supposed to work. That's not how things are going to get better. Otherwise, nothing, nothing would ever improve. Like you've got to, yeah, you're going to piss some people off. Like some people are going to piss you off. It's just that's just how it works. You got to like live life in a way where you can get on with each other. You don't have to be best mates, but like that's yeah, it's just how it is. And then yeah, being self-aware, like I've I've started journaling a lot recently, um, not as much this past week, but before a hell of a lot. And uh, a lot of that is like things that I'm like, right, I need to get better at this. I need to get better at this. I need, oh, I'm doing well at this. I give myself credit where it's due. I'm not. It's not all critical, but it's definitely um, it's definitely like a little. I'm trying to blueprint things the future and for myself and put it in writing and like when you talked about earlier manifesting the future that's what i'm trying to do i'm trying to write stuff down right i am this now i want to be this tomorrow and just in the act of writing it down um solidifies that in my mind and i think that's one step to making it happen you know i want to be doing this by next year i want to be doing this by six months this is something i want to get better at this is something i want to stop doing something i do that i want to stop doing and it's such a good way like i i think it's a good way to um hone self-awareness because I think self-awareness is like a skill like it's easy to lose so I'm trying to like practice it um, if that makes sense I, I heard I heard that I can't remember the percentage but the this percentage is absolutely scary if you write what you want to do and achieve down if, if you actually write it down the percentage of actually achieving that is I'll I'll find the and I'll send it to you but it's a scary percentage it's almost like you'd be silly not to write it down. But, but do you know what I mean? If you write it down, it's, it's on paper, isn't it? But one thing I've started to do is, and um, obviously in times like this, with the COVID and stuff, shout out someone called Ben Kane who uh, we follow each other on Instagram. Ben um, he, he actually advised this, is when you're writing these down, at the back of your book, just write, Write down, even if it's if you struggle with the with the weeks or the days, before you go to bed, just write down stuff you're you're grateful for, and the impact that has on the next day is unbelievable. Because it could be anything, clean water, 
uh, roof over their heads, then, you, then all the little problems seem irrelevant. You back to that, like you said, you back to that child mentality. You're not bothered about money, anything. Like this. You just you look to always look back and be grateful, aren't you? Which is good. I think that's great as well. So always, like you said, manifest for the good stuff. But it's always good to write down as well what you've already achieved and how far you've come because you can live your life and not realise how far you've actually came. Yeah, and you hold yourself accountable when you write it down. Like, if you're competitive yeah. with yourself and you write something down, again, it comes back to, like, when my stepdad said, oh, you won't be in Vietnam for very long. Oh, yeah, I fucking will. I, I write down, right, I'm, I want to be doing this. Oh, I can't be arsed. And then I look, I've written it down. I'm like, oh, shit, I've got to do it now. I told myself that I've got to do this. Like, I can't let myself down. I'm, so I'm holding myself accountable. No one else is holding me accountable. If I don't do it, no one's going to say, oh, you didn't do that. No one gives a shit, but I give a shit and... I remind myself by going back and reading it or remembering that I've written it. Um, and there's a lot of power in that. Um, but I've, I've been a bit sloppy this past week. I need to get back into I might. I'm going to write tonight. I'm going to do that, Wilbo. Tonight I'm going to write down some things that I'm grateful for and some goals. That's what I'm going to do. That is honestly... It's game-changing tackle. Game-changing. Game-changing tackle. <laughs> it is also, also a big thing... Um, is this guy? I'll send the link to his bio. Ben Kane, ex rugby player, gets me fired up on a daily basis. And one of his saying is, with this COVID, stay sane, stay accountable, and document your progress. Why not? If you do something good, why not document it? You're going to inspire. There's so much negativity being documented. If so, if you go on a a one k job, document it. It might you might look at it crikey, he's on a job. I've been sat on the couch all day. I'm going to go out for a jog. Everyone should start documenting positive stuff on social media. Like uh, Jack was saying about um, Vietnam and stuff, what his mum's seen about it all being negative. No one shows Vietnam all. Look at this beautiful place to live. Nobody wants you to go live at these places. Just document all the negative stuff. South America, if you turn on the news about South America, it'd be all crime. But they don't show you all the beautiful paradise and amazing people it is document positive things that's what i think the world should start doing myself yeah and then if you're doing like one no, of the you reasons, make, cause, um... yeah, go on jack that's all right mate go on that's all right you go for it i was just saying you're talking about journaling as well that's one of the reasons i want to write forever like all my life now consistently be writing writing the good stuff writing the not so good stuff writing how i'm keeping saying how what, what things might be getting me down just so then in 20 years i might have like I might have 20, 20 journals or 30 journals that I can look back through and think, oh, wow, when I was 23, I was really having a good time. What was I doing? Or maybe I, f- I forgot how to do that. I can re-implement that into my life. I got that through, um, I thought of that through listening to Matthew McConaughey. That's what he did. He, he journaled for 35 years and he's since written a book about him reflecting on his journals. And it's really interesting. And I thought, what a cool idea. Why, why would you not do that? What a silly thing to, to not do. And with these podcasts as well. It's, I like doing it for me because, like, in the future, we might have, like, you know, now we've got 17. In 10 years, if we still do it, we might have 200 or 300 or something. And that would be cool. Like, oh, remember when I had a chat with Wilbo? Remember when I had a chat with so-and-so? And then, because I'll have forgotten what we talked about by then, but can listen back and it'll just be really, really cool. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? So, yeah, you're right. Document in, yeah, document the good things, not just the bad things, definitely. Yeah, it's, a, it's it's. That's the amazing thing about um, 
okay. We must have some sort of lag. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 I think we do. I think we do. I think it's on my end. Oh, I think it's on my end. Don't worry, don't worry. Don't worry. I was just going to say, like, obviously on the subject of self-awareness, I think that's why it's so powerful, isn't it? Because I don't know about you guys, but when you're obviously reflecting on uh, your behaviour or how you've been feeling and stuff, yeah, and then and when you start documenting uh, how you're feeling and stuff, it just gives you the ability to kind of figure out what makes you think, uh, what makes you feel better again. I don't I mean you can't just jump in and out of feelings, but if you just didn't reflect in the first place, you wouldn't know like uh, how to get into this good state of mind and just feel healthy um, and all this other jazz that you know what I mean, which 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 it needs. You need to be at your best. I, I always kind of treat life, you know. I'm not an athlete per se, but I kind of envision like do actually top level athletes. You can take life, you can treat life like an athlete would maybe like with competition. You don't have to be so hard and competitive as such. But you know I mean, they're training, they're trying to be at a certain level and trying to be at the best like all the time. So like, why not try and incorporate that into just everyday life? You know what I mean? And even if you don't uh, be at your best, it's always, aimed, it's always good to aim to be at your best because just below that, it's still all right. You know what I mean? But rather than not aiming high at all, you're just going to... But be at the bottom, yeah. aren't you? Really? Aim, aim, aim high, and if you fall short, you're still succeeding. Yeah. Because if yeah, you're aiming, aim, if you aim, aim higher than high. If your dreams don't scare you, they're just not big enough. Other guys, and that's just simple facts. <laughs> I love that, mate. I love that. I'm gonna write that one thing I've been doing. I've not been journaling. It sounds a bit cheesy, I guess. But I've caught. I've basically got a journal, but. It's just always book of like wisdom, basically. It could even be like definitions, quotes, and uh, like over time, I'm just gonna read read them, and I'll, I'll be like, oh, like maybe I meditate on that. You know what I mean? Uh, and I'm gonna write that down. To be fair, with me, that's a it's a very good one, mate. I'm gonna write it down in my book. Someone's always gonna be someone's always gonna be there to say like, oh, you can't do, it. oh, you that's impossible. But all you, someone's got to do it, haven't they? Someone's got no matter how big of a job you aspire to have. Someone's got to have that job. Someone's got to win that competition. Someone's got to, someone's got to do it. So, nah, do you know what I mean? So why can't it be you? We're all born the same, aren't we? So why if if you if you come last in the fight to do it, at least you've been part of it. Do you know? That's the thing though as well. Um, sorry for interrupting you, but like I think no, no. another lesson would be uh, that's relevant to what you were saying. Is that like I said, even if you join this race or whatever, you didn't hit, get the highest, uh, whatever you're aiming for, let's say, like it's so important to recognise that, let's say, an hour that you put into trying to achieve that, and you might not have made much progress, it's so much better than not putting any work at all and making zero progress. You know what I mean? It's progress is progress, mate. Like exactly. Put effort in and see the results and reassess and get better and better. But you know what I mean? Rome wasn't built in a night. Like success is exactly. Success isn't just some over overnight thing, mate. You've got to uh, you've got to try your best, work hard. Still, work, everyone thinks that you can you can be successful and not have to work hard, but I think that's bullshit. Uh, yeah. I still think you have to work hard in whatever way that might be. Um, like I said, mate, I don't know. It's just, I like I'm, I'm glad we've had this conversation though, because the, the, oh. the kind of entire ethos of this this is like the most positive podcast we've had. I think, isn't it, Harkin? Yeah, this similar to similar to the Prasad one, isn't it? But it's got deeper and and we've leveled up. Yeah, leveled up from the Prasad one, exactly, exactly. We did one with with uh, Jack's uh, Jack's friend that he met when traveling in Malay in Vietnam from Malaysia, and it was really about similar stuff about like how you can 
just about lifestyle philosophy, basically, like what makes you happy. And uh, this is kind of like that, but it's definitely leveled up. With uh, number uh, one podcast. It's the longest. It's the longest by far. One hour thirty-eight now, but, but I'm I'm loving it, man. But length isn't key, guys. Length isn't key. No, it's about how you use it, isn't it? You've been told that before, Wilbo. Is that what they say to you? Is that what the Austrian milfs say? Oh, length's not key. It's fine. Or is that what you tell the golfers about their club? Uh, it's not could... about the length. I can't confirm or deny which is which is which is which which has been said. Have you had any, have you had any stories with any Austrian milfs that you that you can share that's going to go on YouTube or are they all secret? They they for after the. Listen, there's a few stories which I was I'd love to share, but <laughs> my family know about. A lot of people know I'm jumping on. This this is my first podcast. I've always wanted to do a podcast. I've always wanted to jump on a podcast, but. I've been I've been actually reached out a couple of times to go on a podcast, but if I'm going to do a podcast, I want to do it right, and I want to jump on a podcast which I'm going to believe is going to rock it to superstardom, and I think this is going to be the one. <laughs> and obviously, obviously, you two are absolutely great guys as well, and I, I know you've got good vibes, so that's another reason I went on. But I actually, we I actually reached out to you, John, didn't I, about the podcast? Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm anyway. I'm digressing from the original question. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, swerving, swerve it's fine. I get it. No, 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 no. But there'll be a lot of stories leaked. I want to have an autobiography out out in a good. It'll be a good thirty years time. <laughs> I, want, I, want, <laughs> I love it though. I love it. I, I want to. I want to leak a lot of a lot of stories. I can't but, wait. But for family reasons, I want to keep it PG because we've got listeners from. All age groups and all ethnicities and everything. So, yeah, man. Oh God, how's your, <laughs> how's your German? Mein Deutsch is nicht schlecht. Ah, ist nicht schlecht, yeah. <laughs> nicht schlecht. Yeah, I mean, over the years, I mean, I do a I do a, a weekly course online now. Currently, Deutsch with Dan keeps me in check. I've never been good with the um, grammar, the ma- ma- masculine, feminine side, because yeah, obviously, it's solid. But, as long as I can communicate and get by, go to the shops, order my food, have a general chit chat out and about, I'm happy. But this year, I'm going to try and level up with the. Uh, the now, now I'm definitely going back to Austria. Four years, fifth year, I could be there. Twenty years, you just don't know, do you? So time to let. The first couple of years, you're almost like, I'm going to be a long term. So you don't quite focus on the German, do you? But now, I feel like, regardless, my mindset has changed now. If, I, if, if I'm not there 20 years, would it be good to be able to speak a language? Yeah, man. So. It's so cool. I, I love, like, I never learned a language as a kid. We did a whole episode with, with um, someone talking about languages. And, uh, like, I just wish that I was exposed to it more as a kid. When we learned French, it was, uh, I was just never interested. It was just, like, the lesson that you fuck about in, basically. And then, like, growing up now, I'm like, what? I, I think I've got a bit of a knack for learning languages. Like, I, yeah, I think yeah. I, I think it's one of the things that I learned pretty quickly. I think I'm quite lucky. Um, like, like I picked, like I learned, like I studied German for nine months here, n- never left the country, 
and I learned I learned pretty quickly. Like I think I feel like I made a lot of progress. And then Vietnamese is getting a lot faster and stuff. And I re- I just love it, man. It's it's addictive. Like when it's you're able so to communicate addictive. with another country, it's like what this is so weird. It's so different and so cool. And you can express yourself in a different way. Um, so cool. I feel like a different person. I feel like a di- obviously because we have our work, we have I have the best conversations when speaking to a lot of the Polish and the Slovaks because it's not their first language either. So there's no pressure. They speak a lot slower. I speak a lot slower German. And we talk it. I feel like it's a completely different version of myself because I'm using different words that I would use right now. And also, because I like to talk, I also bulk up a sentence so unnecessarily. (laughs) I don't know, like, it's a, you know, pass me that. You could go a long way around the story, can't you? Yeah. So I love it. And to be able to just bounce off I don't know. I can just bounce off a few, a few, a few uh, conversations, and you leave that conversation thinking, "Wow, that was amazing." The communication. I mean, I love talking. That's why I, uh, I, I'm really like loving the the German because I just, I love talking. I, lo- I love it. I love I love time with meeting people. And you speak another language. If you like talking and you speak another language, you can speak to loads more people in loads of different ways. It just expands the way that you can talk and listen and the things that you can read and the things that you can listen to and stuff. It just just expands things. If you could, if I had a superpower, it'd be to speak every language. Is that super oh. pa- probably not a superpower? But if I had the ability, an ability, that's <laughs> by far, if I could speak every language, man, that would be the sickest thing ever like, i would love that i watched a youtube video with this guy who's uh he speaks like the most languages in the world apparently oh, so he goes playing. around and he pays the guys if they know how to if the if he doesn't know the language as if you seen I, that I, guy i haven't seen that one no i just saw an interview yeah. with a guy who had the interviews in like seven different languages who's this guy it well pretty much uh he goes around and he has like a like a, a cardboard round him like or, or sometimes he has his t-shirt speak oh. a language speak a language i don't know and you get like five books or something and people like saying like hello or like how are you like I don't know someone offering could say like oh hello servos if you get yeah it was all good anchor and like oh shit I've not got my five I've not got the five books and I think it slipped like twice or something wow was, I think one more like Papua New Guinea or something it didn't know <laughs> why would you <laughs> Guinea that imagine imagine meeting the person who's British that knows how to speak Papua New Guinea. I'd just chat some gibberish and pretend I was like something like that you don't you don't know this language I'm speaking you know Salvanian or something you don't know just completely uh, bollock him but yeah it's tough it's tough like you said but when you're younger with all this I mean a lot of people, do, well, a lot of people do know, but not a lot of the viewers won't know. I'm 164th Italian, and I don't know a, a word of it, Italian. Yeah, but 64th. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that much. That's like it's like one ear. You've got one Italian ear or something. <laughs> but it's like you know, Haki, because you were like, oh, well, no, 164th is much smaller than 18. But we should take the piss out of you. Because we used to walk home from high school, Wilbo, yeah. And to be fair, like, Jordan does tan pretty easily. So whenever he'd go on holiday, he'd always come back golden. And uh, we always, I mean, he'd be like, oh, it's good on weight for Egyptian. And we were just like, <laughs> nah, nah. I mean, you know, it could be, it could be, it could be. It's true. But, my dad's, uh, <laughs> my dad's, wait, my dad's dad's mum, yeah, was from Cairo. Dad's dad's mum, my great-grandma. 
Yeah, it was from Cairo. She's born in Cairo, apparently. I never met her, but apparently she's <laughs> born in Cairo. Yeah, she's Egyptian. Um, you look, you, you, you look kind of Nordic, Wilbur. I think you look like a Nordic sort of Viking. Like I reckon you've got some Viking roots in you. You're quite big yeah. as well. I mean, yeah, I mean, but a lot of a lot of people do see like the the Italian uh, like resemblance, but I don't personally <laughs> see it. I don't personally oh, see it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I can kind of see it with a, with a nice polo shirt on. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I can kind of see it. To be fair, John, John, you, you, you just want it, Will. <laughs> that's you just want me to. You just want to look Italian. So they're good looking, the Italians, aren't they? You're I, looking I pretty people... hench, though. You're looking quite hench. Yeah, I've been. Uh, I've been staying accountable. Obviously, uh, with this uh, lockdown, the gyms the gyms closed. The, the Jack in the UK was it? It was start of the year, wasn't it? Pretty much in January time. Something. Uh, well, we got yeah, some somewhere around then, because they, they kept getting open and closed, didn't they? But it was around that time. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so just a lot of walk. Sorry, a lot of walks. Sorry, ignore what I was saying. You were saying you're going on long walks. <laughs> sorry, Is that how you got hench long walks? No, sorry, Jack. I think you interrupted there. I think it's the connection. Sorry, okay, Jack. No, it's all right. You didn't. You didn't interrupt me, mate. I was just laughing because um, basically, last time I went to the gym was when my bike got stolen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I was using that as a measure of like when the gyms were open or not. Um, that's all I was doing, mate. Don't worry. You said you were telling us about your nice long walks. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, so Jordan really put a nice come out there, JLK, and that's been put on hold, really, because of the COVID. So it's just been long walks and garden home agility circuits. Just trying home to agility? Stay, yeah, just, like, set up some, like, agility circuits for some free weights, etc. Just do, like, a little circuit. Um, but it's been really... I mean, I'm missing it, man. I'm missing it, but I've gained, uh, I've gained 8 kg... From the Christmas candy, so that needs to go soon. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm really looking forward to the future with uh, with working alongside you, Jordan, with the PT. And... Oh, I hope so, mate. Well, if you're coming to Vietnam, aren't you next year? Uh, hopefully, oh, that is, there's no reason why with, with my three months off, why I can't do a month in Vietnam. Right. Let me with, know. With Jack. <laughs> no, I won't be, I won't be here. I won't be here, mate. I'll be in Sweden. Oh, yeah, you've been in Sweden. You've been in Sweden. That's the thing, though. These are long-lasting friendships, so aren't they, guys? So I'm sure there'll be uh, some point in the future. Uh, I've well, it's pretty funny, actually. My friend Doss came up with the idea. I was telling you about, like, uh, I, don't, I don't know how we could make money off this. It's not actually about the money, what, what we want to offer people in the future. But his idea was, which I thought was quite cool, um, that you create an app, and on the app, you, well, basically logic behind it was, with how things are going this, these days, everyone always knows where you are, so you may as well just sign up to this app that just tracks where you're going. And if everyone else is on the app, uh, you can figure out, so for example, how we all cross paths and we're here today and we're having a conversation. You can just check where you actually crossed paths before, and if, and if like, uh, you know what I mean? It's just quite a mad, because I'm a big believer people meet each other for a reason. But could there be an opportunity where you could have met that person before in the past, uh, and the ah. friendship could have started? Yeah, do you get what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but I don't, I don't, I don't. There's not really much potential to it, but I thought it was quite a good, just idea. If you're curious about um, meeting someone that you made like a lifelong 
uh, connection with. That's, that sounds funky. That sounds, uh, that sounds, that sounds <laughs> mega. Funky. He does like, I want to start getting into this, I guess, but I've been, I wouldn't say I'm self-absorbed, but like I, I'm always thinking about how to become better and I'm not thinking like bigger you know, ideas. But he does, and he started writing them down, and it kind of makes sense with like the journal. And so, if you ever had an idea, he writes down the shit ones as well. But then, like, let's say he writes down a hundred ideas, the chances of at least one of them being good is higher than if you didn't write any of them down. So, like, if you just keep writing them down, maybe one day you'll have like a good idea. Yeah, and then sometimes an idea pops into your head, and if you don't write it down, you f- you forget the idea. I've, I've done that a lot. I'm like, oh, I had a good idea this morning, but I can't remember what it was. So if you write it down. <laughs> Yeah, I've done that loads of times. I've, I had a great oh, just when I wake up, I'm like, I've just had a sick idea, but I'm too lazy to write it down. It takes a bit of effort to get a pencil and write down <laughs> two seconds. It actually does. It does. But uh, yeah, I read a book called. Oh yeah, I'll recommend this book. What was it called? Wait. Oh fuck, I forgot the name. <laughs> That's not helpful. Uh, <laughs> you wrote it down, mate. Even you would have forgot. Oh yeah, it's called. Uh, um wait 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 success here we go it's called success through a positive mental attitude right so i recommend this book it's by um who's it by napoleon hill and um some other guy (laughs) napoleon Napoleon hill and w clement stone and it's called success through a positive mental attitude it's very old it was published like in the 60s and it's based on some other books um and some studies by these the same authors from before and it's a self-improvement book but it's it's like a classic my friend in hanoi lent it to me and i I read it and it's just got some really good practical advice it's not it's not too wishy-washy and the whole premise of the book is if you adopt if you have if your attitude towards life and towards things that come your way and towards problems is generally positive not in a silly way obviously bad things happen um you're going to have negative emotions, but if your general approach to these things, even the bad things is positive, um, then you can completely change your life and you can completely change the outcome of things. And that in itself can be incredibly powerful, but, and it's got lots of simple practical steps, like write down any ideas you have, have a book for ideas, always have it with you. When an idea pops into your head, write it down an idea, pops, things like that. Um, and it talks about how to, how to, um, make ideas come about, like it gives you a few different ideas um, of how to create ideas. I've said ideas a lot there. Like, <laughs> uh, like sitting for ideas. It's like you can literally just sit, spend some time every now and again to just sit and think and just see what see what you come up with. A bit like it's kind of like meditating, really. Um, and there's there's all these other different things, but I recommend that book. It's good. Like I think you I think you'll both like it a lot. Um, it's kind of like the people who wrote it are quite Christian, so there's a lot of Christian values in there. So a lot. A lot of that I kind of just uh, skipped over a little bit because some of it's a bit um, like it no, goes it. on, it goes on and on a little bit, <laughs> about that kind of stuff like um, about God and like that. That, but it's quite dated. But then there's a big, big chunks of it that are very, very, very useful. I recommend that. Um, I just right, realized. Gonna say, I was gonna say, go on. We're gonna say Harkin. I was just wait. No, I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna save it. <laughs> okay. Okay. What, what is it related to? I mean, I was going to say Wilbo has the Scouse accent, yeah? He's not the Scouse accent. Well, that's what I was about to say. I was going to say, unfortunately, 
I've got I basically got a bit of work to do, so I need to kind of leave, uh, unfortunately. But it's, been, it's been a pleasure. So before so, I was, so we, uh, are we wrapping it up? Are we wrapping this podcast? Yeah, we're basically, we're basically wrapping it up, but before, before we do the Scout Saxon, we, we go out with a band. I just also want to know if you want to recommend anything, uh, Will, but it could be anything. Uh, well, you think value from or whatever. Well, before before whilst wrapping up, I've done something just a bit out of the blue, and I've like adopted a penguin. It just you can pay per month. WWF adopt a penguin on the search bar. It'll come up. Click the first link, and you you basically you basically saving a penguin's life effectively. So that's what I've done for my little bit this year. Every year I'm going to do something else, add on to that list. Because hopefully, as I get old, every year, hopefully there'll be a bit more money. Or if I don't make more money, I'll be better at saving money, which can go to changing the world for better and be a better place. This year I've adopted a penguin. So for anybody on the podcast listening, WWF, adoptapenguin.com, first, first thing on the link, and go there and see what it's all about. It's great. Get all uh, we'll link it. We'll link as always. We'll always link. Uh, we'll link it in the bio as well. We'll go as well. People check link, out. Yeah. Um, but before I, before I forget, thanks a lot, guys, for having me on this podcast. Much appreciated. It's been great to catch up and uh, go over a few topics. And uh, I'm sure the fans will want a podcast number two uh, after. Yeah. <laughs> we, 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 we want a podcast number two, mate. Screw the screw the fans. We want whatever one. I feel like we've all not even touched the surface. Um, <laughs> I think um, the best thing to do would be fair if you're up for it. Um, just do one every year, mate. You know what I mean? I think the year, yearly appearance with Will Bow would be good because then we've got you've, you're flourished even more than mate. You know what I mean? You've got more wisdom and positivity to bring. So I think a, an annual podcast with with, with Will Bow Watts would be a, a treat. I love it. I love it. I think after this podcast, I think I think I've. I feel fired up and ready to uh, to achieve something. I don't know about you guys. I don't know. After this, I've got to do some uni work, mate, and just, just ready to smash it out, mate. You know what I mean? It's like hacked up. I've got <laughs> to go to sleep. I don't, I don't yeah, want to go to sleep. I want to go, want to go for a run or something, or I want to go and do something. You know what I mean? But I've got to go to bed. If you do go for a run, document it. Like we were saying, document your progress. <laughs> Can we can we hear it? Right, guys, thanks a lot. Um, can I have a chicken and a kind of coke, please, mate? <laughs> <laughs> thanks, a lot. thanks a lot, guys, for having me on the podcast as star special guest. Happy Mother's Day to all the mums out there, and thanks a lot, guys. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. 
It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to Geico. It's obviously a good idea. You did it. You woke up today. You even got out of bed. You deserve a reward. We can't all be morning people, but we can all get McDonald's for breakfast. Right now, mix and match a chicken McGriddles or a McChicken biscuit for just three bucks. Order ahead on the Mickey D's app. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. Mobile order and pay at participating McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.